بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم We continue the explanation of Riyadh al-Salihin and we have reached hadith number 26 وعن أبي سعيد سعد بن مالك بن سنان الخدري رضي الله عنهما أن ناسا من الأنصار سألوا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فأعطاهم ثم سألوه فأعطاهم حتى نفد ما عنده فقال لهم حين نفد كل شيء أنفق بيديه ما يكون عندي من خير فلن أدخره عنكم ومن يستعفف يعفه الله ومن يستغني يغنه الله ومن يتصبر يصبره الله وما أعطي أحد عطاء خيرا وأوسع من الصبر متفق عليه أن يجريد أقول حديث ريبورتد باي أبي سعيد Al-Khudri radiallahu ta'ala anhu that certain people of the Ansar asked the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he gave them and he gave them then they again asked him and he gave them until all what he possessed was exhausted then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said whatever wealth I have I will not withhold from you and whosoever would be chaste and modest Allah will keep him chaste and modest and whosoever would seek self-sufficiency Allah will make him self-sufficient وَمَنْ يَتَصَبَّرْ and whosoever would be patient Allah will give him patience and no one is granted a gift better and more comprehensive than Patience. The explanation, it was from the character of the Messenger وسلم, that whenever he was asked, except that he would give. And it is not known that he prevented anyone who asked for something. And he used to give the giving of someone who does not even fear poverty and he used to live his life at home like the life of the poor to the extent that days will come and or days will pass with a stone wrapped on his uh, belly due to hunger so he was the most generous of mankind and most brave of them all. In this hadith, when they asked, and they asked, and they asked, so he gave them, and he gave them. Then he again asked, they asked, and he gave them, until all what he possessed was exhausted. And then he told them that he doesn't have anything now to give. Then he incited them to <coughs> resort to being chaste and modest and to be self-sufficient and be patient. These are three methods which he وسلم, stressed. Modesty and self-sufficiency and patience. Whoever is chaste and patient and modest, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will keep him chaste and modest. However, the one who asks 
people and needs what's in their hands. So his heart will continue to be in need, and will not be self-sufficient. And self-sufficiency is in the heart. And when the person behaves and acts and trains himself to be self-sufficient, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make him as such and will bestow honor upon him. The second is the one who is chaste and modest. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make him as such, will preserve him from the haram. The one who follows his own desires, when it comes to modesty, and then in that he really works to destroy it. Because when he does so and begins to follow woman, he will be destroyed. His eyes will fornicate, his ears, his hands, his feet, then his private part. And this is the illegal sexual intercourse. This is the fahisha. And so when the person is chaste and modest, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will preserve him and keep him away from these paths which lead to fahisha, to illegal sexual relations. And he, Allah, will protect him and will protect his family as well. And the third is that whoever would be patient, Allah would make him as such will make him will give him patience so when the person refrains himself from that which is unlawful and refrains himself from asking and insisting on asking people then Allah the Most High will make him self-sufficient and will also give him patience and then the Prophet ﷺ spoke about the rank of sabr, of patience, when he said وَمَا أَعْطِيَ أَحَدٌ عَطَاءً خَيْرًا وَأَوْسَعَ مِنَ الصَّبْرِ in the last statement of this hadith he sallallahu said Allah and no one is granted a gift better and more comprehensive than patience no one is granted a gift better and more comprehensive than patience whatever provisions Allah gives sustenance, uh, all means of good, nothing is more comprehensive than patience. Why? Because it is when the, when the person 
is patient, he will bear everything. If he is touched by difficulty and hardship, he is patient. And if shaitan tries to subject him to do haram, the unlawful, he is patient. And if shaitan disencourages him not to comply with the commands of Allah, you find him patient. So, if a person receives this great favor from Allah, the favor of patience, then this is the most comprehensive good. And that's why you find the patient person, if he is harmed by the people, or if he hears that which is harmful from them, or if they transgress against him, you will find him responding in a way of calmness, away from anger, because he is patient on this testing, and that's why his heart is always in comfort and tranquil, and his self is at rest. And that's why the Messenger والسلام, said, No one is granted a gift better and more comprehensive than patience. This brings the end of the hadith discussion. We move to the next hadith, hadith number 27. One Abi Yahya, Suhaib bin Sinan, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, قال, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عجبا لأمر المؤمن إن أمره كله له خير وليس ذلك لأحد إلا للمؤمن إن أصابته سراء شكر فكان خيرا له وإن أصابته ضراء صبر فكان خيرا له Abu Yahya Suhaib bin Sinan, may Allah be pleased with him, reported that the Messenger وسلم, said, How wonderful is the case of a believer. How wonderful is the case of the believer. There is good for him in everything. And this applies only to a believer. If prosperity attends him, he expresses gratitude to Allah, and that is good for him. And if adversity befalls him, he endures it patiently, and that is better for him. The explanation of this hadith. The Prophet said, How wonderful is the case of the believer. So here the Prophet is expressing amazement in a favorite way, in a good 
in a favorite way, amazement, as being something good. The case of the believer. All of his case is good. And this is applies only to the believer. Then the Prophet ﷺ detailed this goodness. And he said, In Asabathu Sarra, if prosperity befalls him or attends him, shakar. Then he expresses gratitude. And so it is that is good for him. Wa in Asabathu Darra'u, sabar. And if he is touched by an adversity, or an adversity befalls him, he endures it patiently. And so it will be good for him, better for him. This is the situation with the believer. Every person, it should be known, when it comes to the pre-decree of Allah, then he is between two situations either prosperity or adversity and people's position regarding these two matters of prosperity and adversity fall into two categories a believer and a non-believer Whatever is decreed for the believer, then it is good. Because if it is an adversity, he endures patiently regarding the pre-decrees of Allah. And then he awaits for the ease. He awaits for the ease and the removal of hardship. And that only that, he anticipates the reward. And so it becomes all good for him. He anticipates the reward. And through this, he will attain the reward of the fasting person. And if he is touched by a prosperity or a prosperity attends him, like for example knowledge uh, righteous deeds as well as worldly prosperity like wealth children family he expresses gratitude he expresses gratitude how by being obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because expressing gratitude is not just merely by the tongue by saying Allah, I thank Allah I am grateful to Allah rather it is in fact acting in obedience to Allah the most high so therefore he expresses gratitude in accordance with this meaning and so it is good for him. And therefore the two favors are bestowed upon him. The favor of the deen and the favor of the worldly life.
the favor of the worldly life is the prosperity. The favor of the deen is the gratitude. This is the situation with the believer. So he is, he is in a good state, whether with adversity or with prosperity. As to the kafir, he is in an evil state. If an adversity befalls him, then he is not patient, but rather he complains and may begin to insult and curse and condemn time and calls for destruction upon himself and he may even insult Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we seek refuge in Allah from this and if he if a prosperity attends him then you don't find him expressing the gratitude to Allah and so it will be therefore a punishment it will turn to be a punishment waiting him in the hereafter because the kafir does not eat as we mentioned earlier any food nor he drinks anything except that he is held blameworthy for that meaning held sinful and this is not with, applicable with respect to the believer However, on the disbeliever, there is sin. There is sin on that. And if you ask for the evidence, the evidence is in Surah Al-A'raf, chapter 7, 32. قال الله تعالى قُلْ مَنْ حَرَّمَ زِينَةَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي أَخْرَجَ لِعِبَادِهِ وَالطَّيِّبَاتِ مِنَ الرِّزْقِ قُلْ هِيَ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا خَالِصَةً يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ And we need to take this now and put it in a, uh, put these points of benefit uh, yes this is it there are in the life of this world now who has forbidden the adoration with clothes given by Allah which he has produced for his slave and the tayyibat all kinds of halal things of food they are say they are in the life of this world for those who believe and exclusively for them on the day of resurrection Thus we explain the ayat, the Islamic laws in detail for people who have known. So therefore it is exclusive for the believers. And exclusive for them on the day of resurrection. As to those who don't believe, then it is not. So it will be haram for them. And they will be punished for it on the day of resurrection. So we need to take this now as a point of benefit. We're going to begin uh, this uh, thing inshallah ta'ala whenever a point of benefit like this comes and we're going to give it a title that the, the title of this point of benefit is that the kafir is held blameworthy and sinful for everything he eats and drinks etc and the evidence is in Surah Al-A'raf, chapter 7, verse 32. Chapter 7, verse 32.
قل من حرم زينة الله التي أخرج لعباده والطيبات من الرزق قل هي للذين آمنوا في الحياة الدنيا خالصة يوم القيامة Say who has forbidden the adoration with clause given by Allah which he has produced for his slave الطيبات all kinds of hard things of food Say they are in this life of this world for those who believe and exclusively for them the believers on the day of resurrection the disbelievers will not share them so the kafir is evil, whether attended by prosperity or touched by a calamity, and the opposite with the believer, he is in a state of goodness. In this hadith, there is incitement on iman, and that the believer is always in a state of goodness. Also this incites patience during times of hardship and adversity. And this is from the qualities of the believer. So if the believer finds himself during the times of adversity patient and anticipating reward and anticipating the ease then this is a sign of Iman this is a sign of Iman and if the believer sees otherwise the opposite then he should blame himself and should correct his direction and repent to Allah Azza wa in this hadith, there is also the incitement to give and express gratitude. Because when the person expresses gratitude for a favor bestowed upon him from Allah, then this is a sign of success from Allah. And it will be from the causes that lead to more favors. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated, وَإِذْ تَأَذَّنَ رَبُّكُمْ لَإِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ وَلَإِنْ كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّ عَذَابِي لَشَدِيدٍ In Surah Ibrahim 14, 7. And this is the second point of benefit. وَإِذْ تَأَذَّنَ رَبُّكُمْ لَإِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ وَلَإِنْ كَفَرْتُمْ إِنَّ عَذَابِي لَشَدِيدٍ Meaning, Gratitude leads to more favors. So when the person is given success, Allah gives him success to make shukr, make, give gratitude. This is a favor. He needs, he needs to offer gratitude one more time for this favor. If he succeeds, then this is another favor which lead, requires a third expressing of gratitude and so forth this is because gratitude is really rare rarely established by people so if Allah bestows upon you this and helps you on that then this is success and this is a favor which requires gratitude new gratitude new, new gratitude 
However, we are in reality in a state of negligence regarding this. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to awaken our hearts and to correct our deeds. Innahu jawadun kareem. He is most generous, most noble. This brings the end of the hadith 27 and then we move to hadith 28. فقالت فاطمة رضي الله عنها وكرب أباه فقال ليس على أبيك كرب بعد اليوم فلما مات قالت يا أبتاه أجاب رباه دعاه يا أبتاه من جنة الفردوس مأواه يا أبتاه إلى جبريل ننعاه فلما دفن قالت فاطمة عليها السلام يا أنس أطابت أنفسكم أن تحثوا على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم التراب أنس may Allah be pleased with him reported that when the last ailment or last illness of the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم got aggravated that made him unconscious he became unconscious whereupon Fatima may Allah be pleased with her said oh how distressed are the distress of my dear father how distressed my father is he said your father will have no more distress after today will have no more distress after today and when he وسلم, expired she said O father who has responded to the call of the Lord who invited him. O Father, whose dwelling place is the gardens of paradise, the garden of paradise, and Firdaus is his abode. O Father, we convey or announce to Jibreel his death, your death, the news of your death, And when he, sallallahu alaihi was buried, she said, Are you now satisfied? She said, O Anas. She said to O Anas. She said, O Anas, are you satisfied to throw earth over Allah's messenger, over the grave of the messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam? In this hadith, which is reported by Anas bin Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, that Fatima bint Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when the ailment of her father, the Prophet alayhi salatu was aggravated, 
he وسلم, began to go into a state of distress and because of the intensity of the ailment and because he والسلام, what he gets from such intensity of ailment and illness is as twice as a regular person may undergo and the wisdom behind this is that for him to, to reach and attain the highest levels of patience because patience is a high degree attainable only after succeeding tests and trials and since there is no patience except on something which is disliked otherwise how would a person be verified for his patience and that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in surah Muhammad chapter 47 verse 31 وَلَنَبْلُوَنَّكُمْ حَتَّى نَعْلَمَ الْمُجَاهِدِينَ مِنْكُمْ وَالصَّابِرِينَ And this is a point of benefit here also to be recorded. If the person is not touched by something which he disliked, then how it would be verified, his patience would be verified. So through trials and tests, patience is verifiable. And surely we shall try you till we test those who strive hard for the cause of Allah and the patient ones. And then with this aggravated state of illness, he began to go, become unconscious. And so Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha began saying, How distressed my father is. She was feeling herself pain because of the distress her father was going through. The Prophet said, La karba ala abiki ba'd al La karba ala abiki ba'd al Your father will have no more distress after today will have no more distress after today why? because upon leaving this life he وسلم, went to the highest companions in paradise as we know from other narrations and the hadith of Aisha as in Al-Bukhari and Muslim and we take Al-Bukhari volume 8 book 76 hadith 516 Aisha described to us when the Prophet sallallahu was in good health he used to say no Prophet's soul is ever captured unless he is shown his place in paradise and given the option to
to die or survive. So when the death of the Prophet ﷺ approached and his head was on my thigh, she said, he became unconscious for a while and then he came to his senses and fixed his eyes on the ceiling and said, O Allah with the highest companions, O Allah with the highest companions. And we read in this respect, in Surah An-Nisa 4.69, وَمَنْ يُطِعِ اللَّهَ وَالرَّسُولَ فَأُولَئِكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ and who so obeys Allah and the Messenger, then they will be in the company of those on whom Allah has bestowed His grace of the Prophets and the Siddiqeen, the followers of the Prophets, the martyrs and the righteous, and how excellent these companions are. So we continue. She said, Aisha. Hence, he is not going to choose us. Hence, he is not going to choose us. And I came to know that it was the application of the narration which he, وسلم, used to narrate to us. And that was the last statement of the Prophet, وسلم, before his death. O oh Allah, <coughs> with the highest companions. O oh Allah, with the highest companions. He وسلم, died and she, Fatima, mourned him, mourned him lightly though, in a way that does not reflect resentfulness against the pre-decree of Allah Azza wa Jal, most mighty and most magnificent is he. And in her saying, Ajaba Rabban Da'a, he responded to the call of the Lord who invited him. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his hand is the dominion. All the lifespans of people are in his hands. Running the affairs in his hands. Everything returns to him. So he responded to the call of Allah. And then when he, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, died, he became like the rest of the believers. His soul goes up in heavens before the hands of Allah, above the seven heavens. And in her saying, وَأَبَتَا جَنَّةُ الْفِرْدَوْسِ مَأْوَاهُ Father, whose dwelling place is the garden of paradise, Al-Firdaus. This is because he, alayhi salatu wasalam, is the highest in rank in paradise. As he, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said, Is'alullah haril wasila. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for me to be granted al-wasila. Then he explained what it is. فَإِنَّهَا مَنْزِلَةٌ فِي الْجَنَّةِ 
it is a rank in paradise la tanbaghi illa li abdin min ibadillah which is fit only for one of the slaves of Allah wa arju an akuna ana hu and i hope that i will be him i will be this slave and there is no doubt that the prophet alayhi salatu wasalam's abode is the jannah of the firdaus and al-firdaus is the highest level of paradise and its ceiling which is above it its roof is the arsh the throne of Allah Azza wa Jal most magnificent and most mighty is he and the Prophet is in the highest rank therein she said ya abata ila jibrila nan'ah O Father, we convey this news of your death to Jibreel. We announce to Jibreel your death. Why? Because Jibreel was the one who used to bring him the revelation, morning and evening. And if the Prophet ﷺ has gone, then the descent of Jibreel alayhi salatu wassalam to the earth with the revelation will stop with the death of the Prophet alayhi salatu wassalam then when he was carried and taken and buried alayhi salatu wassalam she said to Anas and to the companions when they were throwing earth on his grave sallallahu alayhi wa sallam she said are you satisfied now are you satisfied now that you put earth over the grave of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because of her grief her intense grief she said that and she knew well that the sahaba radiallahu anhum Sahaba's hearts were filled with the love of the Prophet So are you satisfied now? And the answer is yes, they are satisfied. Because this is what Allah intended. And this is the decree of Allah the Most High. And if the Prophet would be possible to sacrifice for him the entire earth the, the companions would have done that however Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the judge and to him belongs the decree and to him is the return and as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in his book in surah al-zumar 39 3031 ثم إنكم يوم القيامة عند ربكم تختصمون Verily you will die and verily they too will die Then on the day of resurrection you will be disputing before your Lord The benefits of this hadith First this hadith It's clear that 
the Prophet like the rest of mankind gets ill, gets hungry, gets thirsty and like all the human encounters uh, encounter him as well as he وسلم, stated in the hadith reported by Al-Bukhari and Muslim إِنَّمَا أَنَا بَشَرٌ مِثْلُكُمْ أَنْسَى كَمَا تَنْسَوْنَ I am human like you and I forget like you forget and in this hadith there is a refutation to those who commit shirk in the Prophet وسلم, those who invoke the Messenger والسلام, and seek refuge in him while he is in his grave in fact some of them go to the extent that they don't ask Allah except they ask the Prophet والسلام, with him and in, to the extent even that the uh, this as if the messenger وسلم, is the one who responds and so they were misguided in their deen and foolish in their intellect for the messenger والسلام, does not possess to bring upon himself harm nor benefit so how then he possesses this for others Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said commanding his prophet in surah al-an'am verse 50 قُلْ لَا أَقُولُ لَكُمْ عِنْدِي خَزَائِنُ اللَّهِ وَلَا أَعْلَمُ الْغَيْبَ وَلَا أَقُولُ لَكُمْ إِنِّي مَلَكٍ in Say, I don't tell you that with me are the treasures of Allah, nor that I know the unseen, nor I tell you that I am an angel. I but follow what is revealed to me by inspiration. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also stated in Surah Al-Jinn, in 72 verses 21-23, Surah Al-Jinn Chapter 72 Verses 21-23 Say, it is not in my power to cause you harm or to bring you to the right path. Say, none can protect me from Allah's punishment if I were to disobey Him, nor should I find refuge except in Him. Mine is but conveyance of the truth from Allah and His messages. And whosoever disobeys Allah and His messenger, then verily for him is the fire of hell. He shall dwell therein forever. So this is my duty. This is my task. 
min Allahi wa risalatihi conveyance of the truth from Allah and his messages and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed in surah al-shu'ara 26 214 في قوله وأنذر عشيرتك الأقربين and warn your tribe of near kindred he called upon his relatives عليه الصلاة والسلام calling upon them until he said يا فاطمة بنت محمد أو فاطمة the daughter of محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم سليني ما شئتي as in Bukhari volume 4 book 51 حديث 16 يا فاطمة بنت محمد أو فاطمة daughter of محمد سليني ما شئتي من مالي لا أغني عنك من الله شيئا Ask me anything from my wealth, but I cannot save you from Allah's punishment. I cannot save you from Allah's punishment. So this is evidence that other than Fatima, by all means, takes precedence. And this is therefore a clear evidence for the misguidance of those who invoke the Messenger You find them in the Prophet's mosque while performing the dua directing themselves towards the grave of the Prophet erecting their bodies in front of his grave as if they are standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the salah and even more and not only that I have seen myself a groups of many of these people who exaggerate and the Prophet from the mystic Sufis and the like when they make dhikr, they sit in circles and many of them try to face the direction of the grave. Even at times of dhikr. In this hadith, there is evidence that light mourning there is no harm in light mourning as long as it is not uh, a, a way or a sign for resentfulness concerning the decree of Allah Azza wa Jal this is because Fatima السلام, mourned the Prophet ﷺ, but lightly and not in a way of opposition to the decree of Allah the Most Mighty 
And in this there is hadith, there is evidence that Fatima bint Muhammad وسلم, and may Allah be pleased with her, she lived after the Prophet والسلام, and in one narration she lived six months after the death of her father والسلام, and none from the other uh, children of the Prophet والسلام, or his offspring uh, lived after Fatima all of his offspring from daughters and girls died uh, during his life والسلام, and Fatima remained however she has no inheritance she does not receive inheritance Fatima nor his wives nor his uncle Abbas none, none from his uh, relatives who uh, you know the relatives of the person who are entitled for inheritance in this case the relatives of the Prophet are, are eligible for inheritance because the Prophet said inna ma'ashar al-anbiya'i la nurath ma tarakna sadaqa and in Sayyid Bukhari Our property will not be inherited And whatever we leave From property It is a sadaqa A charity And this is from the wisdom of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Because if the Prophets Are to be inherited Then someone may say That they, they brought the messages uh, Seeking wealth for those who come after them and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prevented this and whatever they leave from from wealth and property then it goes as charity Wallahu ta'ala al-muwaffiq this brings the end of the explanation of these hadiths and all success is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم